Welcome back to Bankrupt Overland. We are actually recording two weeks in a row. This hasn't happened since the last time it was cold. Uh, a <laughs> <laughs> uh, little bit different tonight. Uh, we got Steve and we got our boy Will in. He's pinch hitting for Jeff. What's up, Will? What's happening? How you doing, man? What's up? What's up, Steve? Hey, man. Uh, we're, uh, we got a pretty fun night planned, uh, by fun night planned. We got a couple things we're going to talk about and we should be able to fill an hour pretty quick. Uh, to start off with though, we do want to, uh, give thoughts and prayers to Jeff. Uh, he has fallen through his ceiling at his house and (laughs) has some bruises and some injuries and could not join us tonight. So he is uh, okay though, right? (laughs) <laughs> he is okay, or I wouldn't yeah, make fun yeah. of him. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, no, he has like a little. No, I was gonna say because I'm running low on beavers right now. I was gonna pour some out for him. But no need, no need. He's doing no. good. He's doing yeah. good. <laughs> Save those for the reserves. Save yeah. those for the after hours podcast. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't yeah. miss that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh. So so yeah. So everybody, uh, moment of silence for Jeff. Uh, hope you're back in the saddle with us soon and uh, watch out for you want to make sure you stay on the rafters when you're yeah. in your attic. Do not, not put your the foot rafters. through your bathroom ceiling. Let's just yeah, say. but if I know Jeff after <laughs> this deal right here, his entire attic is going to have hardwood floors at this point. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Rare> project <laughs> <Artist. you> know. <laughs> yeah. He's about to build a subfloor up there and just finish the attic out for now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that might end up being his project. He'll, it he'll might be, be soon. He'll yeah. be, he's building a, well, a podcast recording studio yeah. upstairs in his attic. Fully <laughs> decked out podcast, soundproof. <laughs> That's <and everything>. awesome. <laughs> oh man! Well, I don't have anything as exciting as Jeff uh, has had in the last you know twenty four to two hours. hours week. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't done anything to any of my vehicles. I guess in a week, I've, I've been trying to do some planning on my Jeep. I still do own a Jeep in case anybody yeah. forgot that I own a Jeep. It just hasn't ran in a while because, yeah. well, it's a Jeep. Because it's a Jeep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm starting to try. I'm starting to figure out uh, my endeavor to 35-inch tires on this thing and Ooh. making that plan. And it's a lot more than I thought than you would think it would be mm. for a Jeep, um, especially the older ones because the wheel wells weren't as wide as the newer yeah. ones are to accept larger tires, things like that. So if you compare you a some... TJ to like a modern day JL or JK, they're minuscule. Like they're so ridiculously tiny to, to modern day Wranglers. It's yeah. kind of bonkers. <laughs> yeah. And if you go yeah. back to the smaller Jeeps, the CJ series, they're even smaller yeah, than those mm-hmm. than the TJs are. Yeah. It's, it's a lot <laughs> it's smaller. crazy. Um, and the wheel wells are really like made for the biggest tire to be like a 35 inch tire, unless you just Mm -hmm. go really high center of gravity, which I don't really want to do. I'm going to try and keep it as low as I can with bigger tires. So we'll see. Started planning that out. That's, that's an effort. And it's, I think it might take a little bit longer than I really wanted it to, but you going to change any of the, the, uh, front axles or anything. Like what are they running Dana twenties or thirties? Do you know? So Dana 30 in the front. Okay, and then it's an AMC twenty in the back. Mm, interesting, uh, because so, for the for our listeners, he has an old like a, a dope ass scrambler, and so like that's where you get the AMC um, linking mm-hmm. because just because it's what seventies eighties maybe 60? it's eighty two eighty two yeah. okay cool yeah 
Yeah. 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 AMC sold in 87, uh, I think okay. is when they sold. Yep. And when they sold, that's when you have the Wrangler and the square headlight YJ came out. Yep. The Wrangler. The yours is an AMC. It. it is an AMC. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, it's really okay, cool. Well, and I don't, I'm gonna pick on you too much then because it's not really heat. You don't know. And AMC stands for American Motor right. Corporation. Yeah. So right. I mean, can yeah. you be more American? You can't be so. any more American. <laughs> I think the reason that you can't put big tires on those is back then they just bounced them over everything. Well, and they didn't really have that big of tires. <laughs> yeah, that's like true too. Local yeah. tire shop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Couldn't just go get forties down at the yeah. local uh, discount tire stone. Forty treadors yeah. or something crazy. True. Hey, can you align these forties for me, bud? Yeah. Thanks. Right. Some guys out there with a string measuring tape and a fishing weight. <laughs> <laughs> what the get... hell is this? <laughs> You That's just graduated from wagon wheels. Why do you want to go back? <laughs> <laughs> Straight up Amish country here. That's awesome. Oh, man. Yeah, so that'll be exciting to see some 35 stuffed in there. Yeah, that would be cool. That'd be great yeah I, I have a plan i have an idea that i, I kind of want to run it in the rally next year like mm-hmm. oh that's what okay. i want i want to bring it back for redemption yeah. from my first year where it didn't make it <laughs> and i want to bring it back and i want to run it and win it that'll be it and be yeah. the ultimate redemption in the scrambler because yeah. if we do that i hear there might be another person that might be joining that might come back on the team that has an old jeep could be a couple old jeeps a couple toyotas oh that'd be cool having some fun i don't know we'll see we'll see it's really cool uh but it it, it could be yeah uh, we gotta oh man it's it's a lot of work to get there <laughs> yeah. that's all i know i'm looking at it going it's not as easy as it, <laughs> the land cruiser was actually easy to con- get 35s on compared yeah. to all the work you got to do on a jeep if you don't want to just lift it because there's no yeah. lift limitations in the jeep you can lift it up six inches if you want you're just going to yeah. be driving around on a car that's probably going to tip over <laughs> You don't want to, yeah. You don't want to uh, redneck Cherokee this and have a six-inch body lift and look ridiculous. And <laughs> yeah, that's what I don't want to do. Right, no, don't right. do that. Would not recommend. So, so, trying to figure it out, trying to plan it out. Hopefully, in the next few weeks, I'll have a plan and yeah. budget and all that figured out and start to kind of see how I how nice. I start to tackle it. What about you, man? Man, uh, nothing really since last week. Uh, I am working on a write-up of. Um, how I did my, my winch modification. Uh, so people that listened last week, they heard that I uh, put in a 500 amp solenoid. So I'm doing kind of a whole write up on, on my website of like the parts you need for that, why you do it, kind of the, the methodology behind that. So um, no real mods um, coming down the pipeline. So right now we're just all in baby mode, you know, trying to, trying to get ready for, for little one to arrive. So do you have the second row of seats back in your Land Cruiser yet? Uh uh-uh, uh, no. I, I decided we, we've not decided that, that uh, yeah. Well, we've decided we're not going to do that. So that's going to stay a two seater. <laughs> so that's the biggest uh, two seater I think I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it really <laughs> is. I, mean, <laughs> I, I really want to long term, I would love to figure out. So there's a company, Camp Tech that does uh, uh, roof chops of 80 series. And they also do hundred series roof chops, but just like fantastic quality, but I already have the rooftop tent. So I'd love to figure out how to mesh the rooftop tent into the roof. And then, so I'd have a pop top hundred series, which would be super dope. 
Um, that's obviously way, way down in the future, but, um, yeah, it's going to stay a two seater and I'll have all my drawers and fridges and everything how I like it. So it's, it's really dialed in, which is kind of the, the reason why we're not going to change it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a while to get all that shit dialed in. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, Will, I, I, I've seen, I've seen Apple get some upgrades here lately, man. What have you been, uh, what have you been yes. doing to her? Dude, I've been, um, well, you know, I've been really, really working hard on uh, testing the suspension and all the components of a stock forerunner over the past, <laughs> what, five years, six years? Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, so I hooked up with the so folks let's, down. Let's, let me, let me ahead. dig into that a little more. Okay. So what was the mileage when you bought the forerunner? The mileage when I bought it was uh, right at four thousand, almost five thousand. It was the last two thousand and fifteen in two thousand and sixteen, if that makes sense. Okay. And I found yeah. it in a little uh, dealership outside of uh, Greer, South Carolina, and it was some independently owned dealership. That the the only reason it hadn't sold yet is because the general manager was riding around in it. Nice. Okay. And I actually went there to buy a white TRD um, off road without uh, leather seats and without um, uh, sunroof, but I ended up with Apple. Yeah. So yeah, so I was uh, I, I've put uh, I've put Apple through the paces. So fast forward now of six years of just straight up abuse, and um, yeah, really, she's got hundred and fifty thousand miles on her now. Wow. Wow. So yeah, and those are hard suspension. miles for anybody that yeah. ever wants to say like, you know, oh, they're highway miles or oh, they're city miles or I'm just going to flat out tell you they're hard ass miles. Yeah. All I'd say 120,000 of them are just beating the shit out of them. If you watch any of William's YouTube videos, you'll yeah. understand how hard those miles are. So back yeah. in 2017, I developed the clunk on the front end that I've been chasing down for since 2017 wow. and i've done various <laughs> different things in order to chase down this clunk one of which is i actually got rid of the sway bars um and it is it rides a little bit better off road now but it sure. doesn't uh didn't do too good on road yeah. uh, but anyway i went down to uh florida over the past few weeks and hooked up with the folks over at yoda mafia and i don't know if you guys have ever heard of yoda mafia i thought that I thought that they were just like a hashtag on Instagram. That's what I thought too, yeah. That's what I thought, yeah. Well, come to find out, they're a full-on Toyota accessory, um, you know, uh, anything and everything you want. From rooftop tents to sliders to skid plates to, to suspensions to whatever you need, they got oh. you covered down there. So I hooked so up with those guys. Too, right? I got, what's that? They do the installs too? Yeah, they can if you're there in Florida, but... Um, they do mainly online stuff and they're actually, they're one of only two people that you can buy Bilstein and old man emu, uh, sets, uh, pre-assembled. So you can oh. pick like your coils and stuff like that. Normally whenever, and this is one of the reasons I never ordered any, um, suspension kits before is you have to, you have to assemble all that stuff and you really need to kind of know what you're doing in order to put the right springs on and different things like, well, they give you, they make it real easy for you. And then, you know, if you're there, then they can of course install it. But if not, 
they can ship them out to you pre-assembled, which is pretty badass. So um, anyway, so I hooked up with them. So you and just I just like, up, hold on a second. I, I need to unpack that okay. a little bit more too. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so you can just go in and go, hey, I want my, you know, my 2015 Forerunner. I want a, I want a two-inch old man emu lift. And they basically like give you the whole package you need to do that the right way. Or Bill Steen, or Ibach, or Icon, yeah. or Dobinson. But yeah, the the ones. Oh, that, okay. So you pick your yeah, flavor. Yeah, the two majority yeah. of the of the two that are the uh, the most popular of the two, in particular in Forerunner worlds, is that Bill Steen or that Old Man Yumu setup. Yep. And uh, so I've got the two inches Old Man Yumu setup. So. And there's a three inch option, but the reason that I went with the two inch option is because it actually gives you better down travel whenever you're uh, flexing out. And uh, for those that don't know, whenever you're off road, the the more you can have all your wheels touching on the ground, the better off you are. So and the less likes you're going to get on Instagram, the less likes you get on Instagram, yeah. but the the better <laughs> off you're going to be. <laughs> Period. So. So I got that old man emu set up and, you know, on road, I was kind of, cause so at around 50 to 60,000 miles chasing down that clunk on the front end, I'd put a TRD pro suspension on, which was the Bilstein OG TRD pro suspension. And that lifted at about a inch and a half or so from factory, but it never got rid of that clunk still rode real good and all that. And then of course I took the sway bars off. So it kind of rode sloppy on road. Yeah. After I got this old man Yimu set up, I noticed that on road, it pretty much drove the same. Uh, wasn't really that big of a difference from the TRD setup. However, it didn't have the body roll that the Bilsteins did because the uh, sway bars are gone. So the old man Yimu setup on the road really is it's a stiffer setup and yeah. it feels great on the road. But then I went up to Pennsylvania, and on the way down from Pennsylvania, I took the backcountry discovery route from Pennsylvania uh, down to Bristol, Virginia. And they don't have a whole lot of technical off-road there, but what they do is have this really finely groomed gravel roads with lots of, like, hills and, like, uh, you know, kind of whoops and stuff like that. And, dude, that old man, even set up just absolutely eats man wow i mean just eats it loves it i caught air at one (laughs) point i wanted to go back and i wanted to videotape me catching air but i just knew that would be the point that i'd like do some dumb shit (laughs) and slip it or something (laughs) yeah i was like i'll just keep that one in my pocket for my own experience (laughs) but yeah man i was like man this old man you know set up is absolutely fantastic so yeah, so that's the biggest upgrade that I've made to Apple this far. Um, now I've got to look at getting. Uh, I've got to look at getting upper control arms, though. I believe. Mm. Okay. UCAs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is the reason that down? I've kept her stock for so long is because I know that once you start digging down that road. <laughs> yeah, it's a never. You just list. keep on. Yep. Yeah, it's. <laughs> it's never, never ending. To paint the bathroom yeah <laughs> it always turns into remodeling the bathroom yeah yeah <laughs> now you've got new counters and sink tops and everything yeah, yeah. 
So when you when you do shocks on the on the old trail rig, it turns yeah. into springs and upper control arms, probably a ball joint or two. Well, uh, so the way I figure is going to get replaced at some point. I figure the upper control arms and the ball joints are probably already busted all the shit anyway. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably it's about not five. Gonna hurt. Oh, and I put 33-inch mud trains on there. I was going to ask you, how you liking those mud yeah, trains? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put 33s. Yeah. And, I, and I so totally wish that Jeff was here on this podcast. So uh, LJ and I both now have Toyo Open Country MTs. Yep. Right? Uh, yeah. yeah. And I know from my personal experience, those, those tires are absolutely phenomenal nice. it is amazing the amount of grit that they give yep. you compared to an all-terrain which we both ran before right right now jeff told us that we should go with the toyos like he told me oh, anyway he said that okay. he had ran with the toyos he said he, they were a good tire he would recommend yeah. huh. but jeff now Talking is running after, the mile stars uh-huh. after the rally he said that no 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 before before, whenever I was looking at getting the Toyos, he had said that. Okay, okay. Yeah, he had said he had ran them, and he said that he really liked them. So I was like, okay, well, cool, you know, which I'd heard that before, so no big yeah. deal. Well, then I got them, and I really do like them. And then I noticed that LJ had them. But then I noticed that Jeff had the Mile Stars at Red Clay Rally. Yep. And I wish that he was on here so I could give him shit to, in person. But <laughs> LJ, got a lot did of shit you notice – did, did there, I've got plenty of video of it, but did you notice <laughs> how much you didn't slip and slide around in the in the nasty stuff as he did? So I, with you, Will, I wish he was here to appropriately yeah. defend himself. I do uh, wish he was here so he could defend himself. So, so I did notice that there were times where he had less grip than what was just there. a little, just a little. I also want to point out that he was the leader of our group the entire three days. And so True. we did approach everything the first time. With new mud. And there were multiple times where he was like, hey, you got to really hammer it through at the top. Or, hey, you got to look here. So there were a lot of times where he was halfway in an obstacle and having to kind of get momentum again and get going in mud, which I know is hard. So I will, to all that, to his credit, he did a great Absolutely. job. But there were multiple occasions where he had some significant um, connection issues in the mile star tires. And that's why I was here because I want to see how both of them. Corporate America talk. I want to speak on both of them because I'm so anxious to hear somebody that. Behind us, uh, Eric had the general grabbers and they also performed pretty well uh, uh, in most of those situations. Are those the X? X yeah, he had the X three. So, and that's yeah. General Grabber. Yeah, so he he had he the General X three is definitely a good tire. But yeah. I wish mm-hmm. Jeff was here because I want to hear how both of them perform. And the main reason that I say this is because I want to hear someone who hasn't received a free set of Chinese tires. <laughs> I want to hear their opinion on the tire itself. Well, he said it. I think he said it on the podcast when we reviewed the yeah. Red Clay Rally. I believe I recall him actually saying. That he uh, he noticed that that the Toyos and Eric's tires both performed better than his did. Uh, we yeah, also, also think that, yeah. than he did for those said tires. So mm-hmm. it's you know, 
I think he also said that those those Miles Star tires didn't perform any better or any worse than his KM2s that he's had since I graduated college in yeah. 2013. Yeah. So they like as deep, like the the yeah. the, uh, the grooves weren't as deep. You could <laughs> tell they just weren't weren't built the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, but I mean, they still got them through some pretty serious. Oh no, we still all got so, through, and it was like to the, yeah. to the to the people that have them, and and to the to the makers of them. Yeah. You know, hey, they still get you around just fine, just not as good as the best brands out there. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you're not paying for it, so it's yeah. okay. Like I'm not throwing shade. That's a good you're way of putting it, LJ. I like how you put it. Just not as good as the best brands out there. <laughs> you're, well, if you're the best brands and you're going to be priced in that area, everything's going to be in that area, right? Like they're priced relative to their value, in, in my opinion. And you know what you're going to get when when you buy them. Um, which is, you know, I'm curious that I would like to test a pair against some Mastercrafts down at Walmart. I can pick up though. I mean, let's get yeah, let's get a, let's get a bake off going. Hey, that would be that would be a good deal set. right there. We'll you guys have to do it. It has to be you guys' truck because you guys' truck are the most similar um, stacked up, right? Well, not anymore. Yeah. Damn, LJ's triple locked and. <laughs> but I mean, You'd he doesn't have to. Me and Jeff yeah. to like do the same like trail when it's muddy. Yeah, and see how it would work. Uh, and we're still two different vehicles as well, even yeah, you know. solid front and independent. That's true. Yeah. So, I was just I saying it's it, because it, when, when my truck made it through some of the stuff that it made it through, I was impressed. I was like, holy shit, these tires make a world of difference. You can feel those tires grip in. Like, yeah. you know, it's crazy. I wish I would have done it a long time ago, man. You know, when they grip in, like it's a, it's a yeah. definite difference from an AT. Like driving an AT for a couple of years on trails, like you kind of yeah for sure. And then you get an MT, like you can feel when that MT actually gets that grip and starts going because it's a different feeling than you you never have with an AT. Personally, I probably wouldn't put uh, anything but mud trains on my vehicle at this point because I'm running Cooper STT Pros, which is Cooper's mud train, and uh, I had KO2s on my Wrangler before that. Uh, you can't compare the two just out here in the southeast yeah i've heard those are great too those stt pros they are i I love them they're absolutely phenomenal so um i did have a little bit of chunking uh after um moab but i was also running full pressures on washboard roads and i was like really putting the tires through through, through its paces but it was tiny like a little chunk off of one of the lugs so nothing major just kind of (laughs) You, you know. should see you should see these tires at directly rally. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Yeah, no, I, but I it, I have heard that the Toyo MTs are, are phenomenal mud trains. Yeah, they, uh, they're they're my first mud terrain, so I don't have I don't have like yeah. a laundry list of expertise, but um, mm-hmm. I, I have seen some other mud terrains in action, and these yeah. these worked well. I yeah. was glad that I, I made the decision. And I'll tell you what, do you know how I made the decision? It was yeah. the only MT that uh discount tire could get in in the two-day window I had before the rally. <laughs> there it is. Decision's made. Hey, well, at least it was an easy decision to make. It did. Yeah. It did. I was I was talking to a couple of friends that are, you know, self-proclaimed tire sluice. And uh, <laughs> they were like, no, that was a great choice. Like if yeah. you had to pick a tire to pick in a last minute kind of thing, you yeah. got the right one. Yeah. Yeah. I was between the uh, either the Toyos or the X3. 
I've yeah. heard X3s are really good. So, but I think once you get to like that top echelon of tires, kind of what you're to your point, LJ, mm-hmm. uh, they will perform similarly enough to justify the cost that goes into for sure. Them. But yeah, well, you got tiers and everything you buy, right? Yeah, it's, just, definitely. it's a part of it. Um, and it is what it is. Uh, but anyways, we have we have beat that rubber to death. Um, let's move on to the next topic, which is going to be our overlanders, bushcrafters, or oh, Lord. bushcrafters, <laughs> overlanders. Or oh, Lord. should they not be? <laughs> I can already feel Will's heartburn here. <laughs> hang on, let's here. Hang on, wait a minute. You got to crack open another one. <laughs> Let's let's prepare. I love it. <laughs> oh, so this who's got the opening statements for that? <laughs> uh, so it, me and Will have had this this long going conversation about yeah. how how overlanders are not bushcrafters, and by what we mean that you know overlanders. You got heated seats, you got your car, you've got you've got this really big safety blanket that just stays with you all the time. Yeah. And because of that, there's it's just a different level of how you approach going out into the woods and enjoying nature. Um, to the point to where it's like it's not surprising to go out with a bunch of overlanders. And if no one has a lighter, you might not have a fire that night, you know, because you're not bushcrafters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, Steve, you have have as we were talking before the podcast, have gone out in the woods for a week yeah. at a time with just a fishing pole, yeah, and lived. So yeah, so and I think there there's definitely a distinction, uh, and and I'm excited to explore this topic because I, I've been <laughs> that's where I started, right? It, it's kind of like bushcrafting, uh, ultralight backpacking, like pack in for a week and then survive for a week and then head out. Um, I've done trips where a week in the desert with horses, horseback camping. Uh, and so that's different type of mentality than, uh, hammocking in the woods for, for a week with nothing but a water filter and a, and a fishing pole or doing boat trips or kayak trips. So I have the experience and the knowledge, um, of like the bushcrafting crafting space. Um, so I'm really excited to explore the differences. Um, my personal, so like my background has been that the very, not necessarily hardcore. Cause like I was in, I was in like Sipsy wilderness in Alabama. So it was, it wasn't anything like suit, like hundreds of miles off anywhere in the middle of the woods or anything. You do have to kind of prepare differently, right? When, when you only yeah. have what's on your back to, to live, whether it be a weekend trip or four days a week two weeks, whatever it is, there's a different sort of mindset that goes into that, than what I consider like overlanding. And even what I consider, like for me personally, I don't even like using the word overland. Cause I think it's overused in a sense. Um, well, we just use it here for the search engine optimization. But to me, all that I'm doing is camping with a vehicle. Like I'm car camping. Like, of course, I have car all camping. the fancy stuff. Like that's what I consider it, right? Um, but it's because of that that background of going into the woods with just 
a liter of water or something to survive a weekend. So um, I will say that there are really important things that I've learned and the way I've tailored my style of camping is based off of those things that I learned. And it, a lot of those things are like uh, safety, uh, like first aid. Um, if something catastrophically goes wrong, making sure that people know where you are when you return. So mm -hmm. very safety oriented or safety, you know, you're just very concerned about you getting out at the end of the weekend. So that's kind of my background into it um, as to like why, I'm more of the camping guy of the podcast, whereas like LJ is definitely more of the wheeling guy. Yeah, I just go up around a bunch of rednecks. <laughs> I, just, I, I, I mean, yeah. pretty I mean, there's much. There's a whole conversation of tread lightly, and I was yeah. raised around rock bouncers. So listen, uh, yeah, I, I had no idea that was even a thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, where I that's uh, yeah, I'm just a recovering redneck. I think is what it is at this point. Yeah. So I'm like. Where I come from, you just hop on some shit and go down some trails that you found and and, and you just roll out. I didn't realize there was necessarily a, a I knew that there was a hobby of off-road. And I knew that there was a, a rock bouncing hobby, if you will, and different things like that. Uh, but the overland and bushcrafter deal, um, it, to get back to that, is 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 quite different in a sense. So the reason that I that I said something about the uh, the overlanders versus bushcrafters that night that we originally had talked about <laughs> it's because LJ I and know, I I don't know about you but someone was sauce that night it, it yeah me. so LJ and I are uh, we were we were in the Ozark National Forest somewhere right. I think and it was right. we knew that there was snow previously but. Uh, there was still six inches of snow on the ground. We didn't know that <laughs> well, that was going to be the case. It was on but the anyway, so we had set up. Yeah. And I don't think we started a fire that night. And the reason that we didn't start a fire that night is because we're overlanders. We're not bushcrafters. What yeah. we did was we hopped in the Lexus or the Land Cruiser, rather, and uh, which is basically a Lexus. <laughs> <laughs> Contrary to the belief that Alexis is basically a land cruiser, but anyway, so we hopped into the we hopped into the land cruiser, and uh, or no, actually, I think we might no. have been. I don't know where the hell we no, were. We, we had tundra. we were in the tundra, whatever it was. I just remember being pissed off because we didn't have seat heaters, and we needed seat heaters because we are in fact overlanders and not bushcrafters. And we would have had, you know, in bushcrafting, they go out there with like a stick and some leaves yeah. and they've now they've built an entire fort in the woods and that's not my style, man. Yeah. I'm more about bringing a 12 pack to the woods, setting up some tent and then eating in really cool places, <laughs> which I believe that is overlanding, Yeah, which you know, if you break it down, the term overland means to travel overland. Yeah. Right. So I guess one would say the early overlanders would be like the pioneers and stuff like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Like the guys that went over 1700s and 1800s, those guys overlanded. Those cats that did the Oregon Trail, those cats overlanded. They did some serious overland. But so did the people back in the 40s and the 50s when they got the interstates built and they all went to different, you know, those people overlanded too. Sure. Yeah. 
bushcrafters go out there and rub sticks together and start fires and shit like that and yeah. use ferro rods and you know build tents out of we're not man we're not doing that i, I think <laughs> jeff's got a water heater i know eric had a water heater do y'all have water heaters in your deal no water heaters but working on getting water heaters have, i do have people that i hit the trails with that regularly <laughs> take hot showers at the end of the trail day yeah. see that's the difference yeah big difference hey and it's okay yeah, I'm right. totally fine with it. Yeah, I'm good they with it. I like water heaters. <laughs> I'm actually yeah. thinking about getting a projector for. Uh, for <laughs> I mean, why not? Like, they're literally yeah, like you have... $25 and you can sit outside and watch whatever movie you want to. Like, right. prime <laughs> over London. Like, yeah. We're. we're, we're I, I don't mean, want a projector. What's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> like, like people is it, we're like it's a really easy hobby to hate on. I get it. it yeah. It's really easy. Sure. Like it's you make a couple memes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I agree. There's a lot of people out there that like build these really beautiful, well built rigs up that would be afraid to drive them over a curb, which personally hurts my heart because your MTs are going to waste, bro. Like yeah. use them. Well, hang but on. I those guys like, don't. Those guys don't get a pass, LJ. They don't get a pass. We're just we're just talking about the the difference between bushcrafters and overlanders. I get that, <laughs> but 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 when we look at it, like it's you gotta you gotta at least get out in it, right? Like, sure, yeah, that's where I get to it. Like you, you know, when we talk about this this hobby, it's for me, it's it's more about just getting out and doing it, like getting into the woods. Now, whatever hobby that is that you have in the woods, I don't really doesn't mean anything to me anyway but like just getting out and experiencing that part of being out in the wilderness i think is is what we all chase like that's the core sure of all the different origins of the hobby right the camping the bushcrafting the maybe fishing yeah i got one good friend now it's a big fly fisherman and he's built out this whole rig just to be able for him to be able to get to really cool fly fishing spots that not everybody can get to and i'm like what a great reason to build a rig and he's like us he's bougie as shit right so he's like no i gotta have i gotta have all the things if yeah, i'm gonna be out yeah. here in the middle of nowhere but i'm like i didn't even think about wanting to build them to get to a certain part of a river that you can't get to unless you have a four-wheel drive and that's where you're going to see a lot of fish because it's not getting fished a lot right like holy yeah. cow that makes a whole lot of sense and just see just that's- learning all those different things like is, is what kind of gets is what keeps me digging in more and more into the community and the hobby is finding all these different ways that people, you know, get out and experience the outdoors. That's what it's all about, man. Is And that's what, that's what I don't like about the different boxes of, that's why I said, don't get me started on the bushcrafter and overlander deal is because like the different boxes that everybody's got to always put one another in is so crazy. So like we're considered overlanders and, and and I don't know I guess a lot of people pick on us in the overlanding or in the non-overlanding community. Nine times out of ten, what you find is it's like people that enjoy rock crawling. Well, dude, I enjoy rock crawling. Like LJ and I just said, I, I graduated from getting drunk out there on well, maybe not LJ. I, I won't speak for him, but getting drunk out at the local rock wall and watching people bounce up and that was my shit. That's what that's what we like to watch, you know? And then later on in life, I realized, Oh, okay, well you could travel from place to place to place off road and just trail ride. And and you'll come across some obstacles and stuff like that. And that thing's called overlanding. 
okay, well, now I've got this fun sport, right, to go overlanding. Well, while overlanding last weekend, I was going through the woods. Dude, I saw these people that were hunting that had these crazy-ass setups like you wouldn't believe. If you think we're bougie, you ought to see some of these guys, bro. These guys had setups that were so elaborate, they had American flags and shit sitting out front. I mean, these guys <laughs> got full-on spreads. Straight up homesteading it. <laughs> yeah, they're straight up home. So it's like, well, man, they pick on us for having shit. These yeah. dudes have got like four or five different uh, of those propane deep fryers, and <laughs> fucking camp stoves, and all kinds of crazy shit. And all they're out there doing is hunting for the week, you know, or yeah. for the weekend. Like your buddy said, the fly fishermen people, I've seen them set up some shit that are go great. Or here's one for you. There's some people that all they want to do is go out there and catch a picture of some crazy fucking bird that just happens to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah, what do you call those people, right? So everybody's got a box that they want to stick everybody in. So that's the real issue with it is the fact that nobody understands that, you know, hey, look, everybody's just out here just kind of doing their own thing, man. But the overlanding and bushcrafting thing, for sure, there's a huge difference, man. There's a huge difference. And for people to pick on overlanders, because, you know, and I've been with these guys, and I don't pick on them, and I don't hate on them a bit. They stop by the local grocery store on the way to the campsite. They pick up $4.99 worth of firewood. They get over there to the campsite. They light it up with their big lighter. They set up for about 30 minutes. They get all their awnings out, their LED lights out, and, and gazelle tents, and this, that, yep. and the other. And then guess what? We all sit around the fire, and we have a good damn time around that 499 firewood that was started with a Bic lighter. Instead of some asshole with a bow and an arrow and, and trying to, you know, flint light some old cotton or something, you know? A nine volt like, on some uh... Yeah, like if that's your deal, man, that's yeah. your deal. But they're, they're, yeah, of course, if that's what makes us sure, understand, and so be it. That's what I'll be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was cool out in like uh, Colorado where you'd see folks just like roll out to a park and, you know, a, a, a car almost and just go and set up camp for the night and just camp out like. You know, it's just like you don't see that as often here on the East Coast, but I guess on the West Coast, you have a lot more access to land. But there were multiple times where I saw sedans pulling out of areas where we were camping. Like, isn't that a hellacious gut check? That's a gut check, bro. You go down the trail somewhere and you're like, oh man, this is pretty tight. And the next thing you know, some old lady in a Corolla is pulling out of camp. Yeah. So yeah. we we were in Moab and uh the night that that they ran to the top of top of the world and came back down at the base of top of the world is where we camped in this little area that was kind of open. Yeah. And the next morning I'm out getting things kind of cleaned up. I had this crazy squeak I was trying to check on. And all of a sudden I just see this sedan pull out of like the bushes. And I was like, where the fuck did you come from, bro? Like, <laughs> What yeah. the fuck's going on here? Yeah. We camped here all night and never thought anyone was around. You just come rolling out in a blue sedan yep. out of the fucking bushes. Like, <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. But and, and that's like, and then we saw when we were up at uh when I met up with you in Colorado Springs the next day, there was a car that passed us that was just like a regular old sedan that went out and camped there all night long and left in the morning like yeah bro you remember when you met me there i told you that somebody had drove up that same little route and just like tore off their whole front bumper on that deal yeah that was a pretty yeah because they went past where you were 
And I went yeah. to ask where you were, and I was like, and I got surprised. Like, oh, that was pretty deep. <laughs> yeah, I recorded the the truck doing some three wheel stuff over there, and I watched yeah. somebody come through in like a Subaru of some sorts that just had all the confidence in the world banging that thing. <laughs> a CBT transmission is straining. Yeah, it's like, what do you think those people call themselves? You think they call themselves Overlanders or Bushcrafters or Subies? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, some sort of car camping. They're Actually, just like, I'm yeah. going camping. Yeah. That's all it is, right? They're just yeah, going I'm camping. going camping. Yeah, there's going to be a label on it. What, what are we yeah. doing here? Bankrupt Overland, making yeah. labeling. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you yeah. know what? There's something that I would love to try if I ever grow up and get rich is um, – it, I would love to get like the, the Tesla SUV and go to campsites because you could plug in, you can sleep in the back of the Tesla SUV and have AC running the entire night. Like to me, that's no different than me setting up my rooftop tent somewhere at Land Between Lakes. It's still camping because you're in the outdoors, yeah. you're, you're exposed to the elements somewhat, you know, maybe, maybe not as much in like a ground tent or in like a swag or something, but you're, at least you're still enjoying <clears throat> the outdoors and being able to appreciate what what we're able to see and everything bro if i could figure out how to have ac work on 12 volt you better believe it. again that's the difference between bushcrafting and overland is when we get when we get cold while overlanding we put on heated seats yeah you know what i mean <laughs> yeah Oh, I there's definitely a, had a heated blanket in my tent when it was 26. Is, there's a Tesla SUV, though. They haven't already made a Tesla SUV, right? It's like the Model X or Model – I don't remember. I don't it's like a crossover. Yeah, it's like oh, a crossover. Okay. It's not okay. like a full-size SUV, but it's it would be enough for someone to sleep in the back. And um, I think I saw it on YouTube or something. This guy had like testing out a Jackery 500, and he said, yeah, I just plug my – because he goes to established campgrounds and gets an RV site. And they have the shore power, so he just plugs his Tesla into the shore power, and then is able to run AC or heat all night long. And because it's an electric vehicle, shit. Yeah, yeah, it's charged. Yeah, I mean, it's it was mm. like that's so cool. I'd love to do that. Yeah, so it's just those campsites cost as much as a hotel room. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the bad part. It's like that's sixty like, bucks a night for those places, right? Especially RV sites. It, sometimes it's more than that. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's more than that. I, you know, I, I like what we do. I think what we what we do is we try to find a fine line of everything that. And, and what I think is so funny is I answered this question in an interview I did with Hillbilly Overland last week. Is you know, I, I what Damn, I find Will. joy regular old we, Overland celebrity here. I like it. Was that no? What I what I enjoy about it though is the fact that everybody's setup is different and it's all based around what they like to do, you know, or what they want to do. Like you got some folks that, like your buddy with the fly fisherman, or and, and then you got some folks that, hey, look, having hot water on the trail is an important deal to them. Like, you know, there's some there's some people out there that you couldn't probably convince their wife to go with them unless they had hot water on the trail, right? Or there's some people out there that, hot water. yeah. Or there's some people out there that have to have a toilet. Yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> like it's everybody's got, got their different potty. shit that they like to set up for. Yeah, <laughs> I flex on a portable potty. No, I feel you will, and you build it to your liking, right? Like the you know the Land Cruisers got a rack on the back for the bike all the time, right? Exactly, now. exactly. I, Just I like out. that. 
multiple times a week and go ride. And it's so nice just to be able to pull my bike out of the garage and just slap it on. And when it's not on, it's not a big deal. Right. And so I'm, I'm starting to plan a trip out West with my buddy, who's a big fisherman. And that's kind of our thing is like, Hey, I'll take him on a few trails that we ran out in Colorado uh, and his scout, by the way, he's building his oh, scout international oh, scout to do all of this. Oh man, which is even better. He just finished with the full engine rebuild. He built it with a master me- scout mechanic. He let him join alongside, so he actually got to like assemble the engine with him. And that's amazing. Really, do the. Do cool you know things. what engine it is? It's a three forty five. So what's that out of? 305 to a 345. It's an international engine. Oh, so it's the same engine. He just bored it over and and did some stuff, stroked it and poked it and did all that. Yeah. Well, I think he got like a 345 block, which was already probably too much. Uh, Well, that's going to be pretty, uh, that's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. So he built that out and he's, uh, he just, he just figured out like he got a, some kind of different, he got a rack setup system to where he can move his rooftop tent from his scout to his forerunner. And so oh, nice. he's got his, you know, he did a big trail ride a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago here in Tennessee. Um, scout about South is a big oh, scout cool. yeah. Instagram channel here. And he hosts a big trail ride. And there were folks like from Washington state that drove in for this thing and they hosted in Crossville, Tennessee. And it's international scout trucks and trails. And they do a weekend in Crossville and they go on these rides. They have like almost a hundred old scouts that come and join this event. And so they went out there, camped for a couple of days, went up, they go out, check out Nemo tunnel and hit all those areas out there in East Tennessee that are good little easy rides. Um, That's awesome. Old school scouts. And so that was his first kind of trial run. And then, like I said, he's trying to build it out to be able to do some fly fishing and, (laughs) He'll have his mountain bike, and so we're starting to plan a little trip to get out and That'll do some cool. fishing and mountain biking for next year. Hopefully, we'll see. Yeah. So, and and his and his will be built for whatever he finds to be the most important, just yeah. the same way that yours is built, and just yeah. the same way Steve's is built for what's most important. And yeah, yeah, man. yeah. yeah it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Uh, that is yeah, cool. so. We're overlanders, not bushcrafters. So overlanders not bushcrafters man hey shout out to the bushcrafters though them cats are out there actually doing it it's just we don't have to so there's no reason yeah yeah there's no reason to do that yeah Yeah. there's there's one guy this joe robinette guy if you guys ever get a chance you should check him out he's on youtube he goes out that's probably one of the best bushcrafting uh channels that are out there but he goes out on these days long runs with just him and his dog and Man, he builds forts out of leaves, and I mean, yeah. it's just crazy shit, man. <laughs> More what's power that, to you, brother. Show? Um, is it Solo? What's the show where they they put people in Alaska? I know what Canada. you're talking about. That's a badass uh, show too. It's it's bushcrafting. Like yeah. they yeah, props say, to those guys, man. Props to those guys. Days you get X amount of dollars, and like you got bears, you got you got the Alaskan wilderness. Yeah. And you got to live. Like, yeah, you can sure. bring like it's one normal survivor. Fire starter. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's way better than Survivor. It's a solo. It's like, uh, I know what you're talking about. It's Alone. It's called Alone, isn't it? Alone. That's oh, what it's called. Yes. It's called yes. Alone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, hey, that's, that's dope. And to each their own, man. But realistically, where I go, there's probably a dollar G at least 30 minutes away. <laughs> probably yeah. a dollar G. Thanks. <laughs> They probably sell the Dura Flames. (laughs) (laughs) They're 
off-brand Mountain Dews and yeah. You can get some. Yeah, you can get some. The Mountain Spirits. You got yeah. this. Right now. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Dollar in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, yeah, I agree. Much respect to the Bushcrafters. Yeah. Uh, I just have no no feelings to try to prove. I'm no interest in doing it, bro. Just no, <laughs> no, no interest no. in doing it. No. Big lighters are too easy to come by. Yeah. And I like the truck. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, it got a little hot in the tundra, and so we just cracked the windows and turned the We did have to crack the windows <laughs> because the heat was pumping too hot. It was tough. It was tough. It was tough. Tell it tell was tough living. <laughs> I mean, we had we did have to get out to get the beer out of the snowbank, but well, yeah, oh, man, you know. some risky stuff there. Well, because we didn't have the fridge, it was the nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> nightmare. How, how did nightmare. you survive absolute, the night? <laughs> absolute nightmare. I didn't have an onboard fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't pull your PBRs out of there. No. I had to go all the way out like a fucking ancient man or something. <laughs> all the way outside into the snowbank. It's crazy. Felt like we were living in the ice ages. Almost bushcrafter. Almost. <laughs> You're basically. We were basically bushcrafting. <laughs> and this is where the conversation got to. That <laughs> lesson on on the on the bushcrafting side so the early pioneers yeah, that settled the west more. the early pioneers that settled the west right they all used like canvas style tents matter of okay. fact you remember um lj when we went to animus uh whatever camp i do mm-hmm. okay so most of that area was settled by uh by these folks and they were all in these canvas tents which Bless those folks. If those were the original Overlanders, those cats there had some heart. A lot more heart than I do. I promise you that. They went through yeah. some crazy shit, man. Yeah. But uh, at any rate, these cats all used canvas tents. So fast forward today, we don't really use canvas tents. And the reason is, is because the canvas is usually a little bit too heavy. It's, it's really pricey, too, yeah. and all that. So most of the tents are made out of a synthetic material. That's like this nylon material that you see or nylon ripstop, polyester style ripstop, right? Most of those tents are not made here in America. And the reason that most of those tents are not made here in America is because of the fact that we're not allowed to produce this oil-based uh, synthetic material here in oh, America. Interesting. Okay. We are also not allowed to base, uh, to order that material in bulk to be assembled here in America. So I've been told. Okay. So with those two things, it's not like, okay, all right, well, I, I don't want to order the whole tent from overseas and then bring it in. I just want to order the material and then I'll sew it here. Well, you can't do that. Well, canvas nowadays is made out of cotton, which is, you know, cotton's really not that great for most things. Yeah. Those canvas tents that you saw back in the old settler days in the 1700s, were actually made from hemp. And it was a hemp canvas that they used. And hemp canvas would be the absolute most ideal material you could possibly think of to make the tent. And you could make it here in America so long as they would get rid of the regulation on hemp. Oh, man. Mind-blowing, right? Bonkers, yeah. 
It's absolutely wow. crazy. I had no idea that. So I your mean, tents are on back sense. order right yeah. now. And the reason is, is because you can't get good material for tents <laughs> here in America. Wow. But hemp yeah. makes a lot of sense, though. Like, hemp legitimately, it does. a lot yeah. of different things, but that's yeah. a different rabbit hole that we could go down yeah. on a whole other... Uh, <laughs> But I just thought that was pretty funny. We were talking about like, because a lot of your bushcrafter guys, they'll use like a, like an old school, uh, like a old school canvas style tarp. And like, they can make this tarp be 15 different things that, yeah. you know, whether or not it's an A-frame tent or a yeah. TP tent like or a hammock or, or yeah. man, they make all kinds of stuff out of those. So, yeah. I'm over here like, hey, you think you make that a hammock and put it by the lake over there and catch that sunset? Pull on yeah. the Givers these cats are. <laughs> Break out a pocket knife and fix a Buick. Yeah. Oh, Bushcraft MacGyver. <laughs> <laughs> now, the people that settled the Americas are, were crazy. I know we all know about the Donner Party uh, and the unfortunate uh, fall of them. But at one point, they got so desperate, they were literally boiling their shoes to, to survive before they started eating each other. But like, Wait, they, they boiled their shoes. What were they doing? Well, because what do you mean they... Have you so heard of the their shoes party? were made out of leather, right? And like tanned leather. And so they would they would boil their shoes over and over and over again to get like a paste to get some sort of caloric intake. So like the people way back in the day, the people that like uh, did not just not necessarily discovered America, but like moved across America, like like the Donner Party, they they were in, they had some hard times. So those those people, like I, I couldn't I couldn't imagine going through what they went through. So you're saying they didn't have onboard fridges and heated seats? <laughs> no, they probably didn't have PBRs stuffed in snowbanks either. So it, it sounds like that's the other thing, man. These cats not. had to do that shit yeah. sober. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I bet their jackery just ran out of juice. That's what that's what it was. That's what it is. Yeah. Their wagon tech uh, 1200 didn't have no, no solar panels. Ah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Hey, them dudes did bring bathtubs, though, with them. They did have bathtubs. Oh, did they really? Yeah, they actually did have a fold-up bathtub that was, again, made out of a canvas, uh, like, uh, material, a hemp canvas material, and it folded up in an X, and it had this little sling. I saw it. uh, I saw a replica of one at the Buffalo Bill Museum in Wyoming. It's pretty crazy. But those guys did have a bathtub that they carried with them. Well, if you if you think about it, they were gonna stay wherever they were going, and they probably wanted to take a bath whenever they got where they were going. So they took a yeah, bath. Whatever, yeah, crazy. Logical. I get yeah. it. I get it. Now, I was I was you were talking about animus earlier, and you know thinking back to that trip out to Colorado, and we were going through that ghost town and and mining, you know, ghost mining town that's there, and reading all the things. The, the breed descriptions and such and all the buildings and you, you really think about it and you're like man these people like like lived here the whole yeah. time like we were there in july and it got down to the upper 30s at night in july which is the hottest month of their year that they're going to experience and so you know these people experience avalanches like if you just look around that area and look straight ahead, you're you're looking three foot ahead of you because it's so steep. Like it's that steep. Yeah. And and it just goes up and straight up in the air. And so these these folks built these homesteads in these valleys 
And then you've got feet and feet and feet of snow that have just piled up around them. And when these avalanches all the way up until like August. Yeah. And these, these avalanche, when avalanches happen out there, there is, there's feet and feet of earth that's moving underneath the actual avalanche. And so it's not just the snow that's coming down. It's the massive amounts of sediment that are settling and and creating new valleys. They'll cover up an entire house. If it's at the bottom of the valley, these avalanches are so big. And these folks live through that, you know, just wow, thinking about in hemp canvas tents at first. Yeah, yeah. Like just, and then what about like <laughs> the bears and 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 like mountain lions and stuff? Like they they were were literally sleeping with predators around them. So yeah, us in our in our rooftop tents or sleeping platforms in the back of the vehicles, we're doing all right. <laughs> doing okay. Yeah. 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 Not doing bad. No. Not doing bad at all. Rules actually in a in a structure. That's, I know, that's I know it's surprising. Dude, so I just got right back now. into the structure for the first time in uh, nearly a month, man. Great oh. segue. So tell us about your year. Where all did you travel? Bro, it's been <laughs> crazy. So I was I was trying to put this together the other day for a video that I was recording. So from, all right, so we left from Columbia, South Carolina. We went and spent time in... Um, in Knoxville area, kind of Eastern Tennessee area. Then we went back to Columbia. So that was, that was March of 2020. And then, so then. Height of the pandemic. Got it. Yeah, we, (laughs) yeah, exactly. (laughs) So then we moved uh, back to Columbia, South Carolina to spend the holidays of uh, December and, and, you know, November and all that. So January, 2021, we went to um, we we were back in Tennessee again outside of Knoxville, and it started snowing. And Christy had asked, "Well, or I told Christy, I said we got to get out of here because I don't do snow. I'm out on snow. Me and snow <laughs> don't get, get out of Tennessee. Then for sure, got to get out of Tennessee." Warmer. Maybe further south. So we left from Tennessee. We ended up in Alabama. We stayed there for a little while. It was nice and warm. And then from Alabama, we went to Texas because that's where you go when it snows. As you get away from the snow in Texas. Yeah. Right. Well, it just so happened in February, they had the absolute worst (laughs) snowstorm ever in not only Texas, but in America. Yeah. And so I got stuck in Texas. And then we went on up. And, you had propane, um, think, right? Like you didn't have any sort of issues getting propane or nothing? Uh, it, was, it was an awful deal. <laughs> and then I went down to uh, the coastline of Texas really quickly after it yeah. stopped snowing. <laughs> and then out to New Mexico, into Utah. I saw Steve up in uh, Utah at some yep. point while I was there. And then uh, went up into Colorado and then up into Montana and then went back down into Colorado. Met you, LJ. That was back mm-hmm. in what what day? What what month was that? That was July, August. August? Okay, the first week of August. Yeah. So the first week of August, I met LJ in Colorado. September, we made our way into um, made our way into uh, Kansas and. Um, and and kind of hung around in kansas october got crazy october got real crazy so (laughs) we were in branson missouri and the week the very first week of october christy got a call that she needed to go back to south carolina for a family emergency and 
I got a phone call from KC at Action Tracks asking if I wanted to go to Overland Expo East and uh, hang out in the Action Tracks booth. So I said, yeah, Christy said that she had to leave. So I packed up Apple and went from Branson, Missouri to Wichita, Kansas. From Wichita, Kansas, I loaded up a uh, an RV that's not mine. I call it the spaceship and then went out to Arrington, <laughs> Virginia. Now, that's an 18-hour trip. And I took it and right at around two days. So I was, I was hammering it out. Yeah. It was, yeah. That was a long trip. Spent some time in, um, in, over in Virginia for Overland Expo East, hopped in the spaceship, went back to Wichita, Kansas from Wichita, Kansas. I loaded up the uh, spaceship again and then went down into Arkansas where right. I spent some time in the rendezvous at the Ozarks. Yep. From rendezvous at the Ozarks, I rendezvoused there with Apple and uh, and got Apple back and then hauled ass up to Kentucky for the Red Clay Rally where I saw LJ again. And somebody else was supposed to make it there, but they decided that they'd uh, bust up their elbow. A little bit we have the like most that. injuries on this podcast of any yeah. Overland podcast <laughs> yeah. out there yeah. right now. For somebody that's out there roughing it with heated seats and tents and shit, this guy that's why I got into overlanding because my body was like, fuck this. <laughs> so then from Kentucky, podcast out there. From Kentucky, I went down to Alabama. From Alabama, I went down to uh, the upper panhandle of Florida where I met up with the guys from Yoda Mafia. And then from there, I had like a really strong craving for a cheesesteak. So I decided to go up to Philly and I got some cheesesteak. That's not the real reason. I went there to go meet a buddy of mine, but I keep telling people, I'm like, well, I just really wanted a cheesesteak. That's a long way away for a cheesesteak. That is. That's a long-ass haul for a cheesesteak. Long-ass drive, dude, for a cheesesteak. We're talking solid 18 hours for a cheesesteak from Florida to to PA. And then I took the long way back on the backcountry discovery route down to Bristol and then from Bristol out to Raleigh. And then from Raleigh to Columbia, South Carolina, which is where I'm at right now at my mother-in-law's house, where it looks as if I'm about to give a tarot reading inside of uh, my uh, lovely, uh, my lovely lady Christie's old bedroom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I'm expecting you to pop up some sort of card in a minute and, and yep. tell us. Call me now for your free reading. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your crystal ball, man? <laughs> Speaking of uh, fortune tellers, what do you got planned for uh, next year, man? Are you are you kind of settled down for this year and then planning a route for next year? Or are you just going to kind of yeah, play so by your... I'm trying to figure that part out. So the first thing is, is um, I've got to figure out January. So December is pretty much well figured out. I think uh, I'm going to spend some time here with uh, family in South Carolina and then um, I'm also going to go back down to Florida. I've got a trip this weekend. I'm going up to Asheville to meet a buddy of mine. We're just going to bullshit around and kind of hang out. Yeah. And then uh, <clears throat> I really wanted to spend the winter down in Florida, like away from any possibility of snow at all, I was hoping for. Yeah. Uh, so far though, I have not been able, cause you know, even down in like Pensacola right now, it's not snowing, but it's still like 50 something degrees. Yeah. So you, you have to go deep pretty, down in Florida. You gotta get yeah. pretty far South in Florida to not. You gotta go pretty far South. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. Orlando, Miami, Orlando South is just stupid expensive. Yeah. So my idea, and it's hard to find free camping down there too. My idea yeah. was to um, find some like beach town where like it has one bar and like one restaurant and like I could wear like no shoes everywhere in the entire city. And, it, yeah. and, and then I just be a beach bum for the winter. <laughs> Yeah. I, it's just not happening. I don't. I don't know yeah. where that place is. Are you bringing your RV, or are you just bringing Apple? So right now, uh, the RV is here in Columbia, and uh, it, if I can find a spot to sit it down in Florida, then we'll do that. If not, then we'll leave it here, and we're going to end up going uh, through the Gulf Coast next year. Gotcha. So come uh, at least by February, March. We're going to start making our way down through the Gulf Coast, and we'll hang out on the Gulf Coast. We didn't do New Orleans last year or any of those places because the uh, the uh, the VIT kind of put a cancel on everything. So we're hoping that that'll be blowed over and we can go into New Orleans and see New Orleans and different things like that. Yeah. Head back down into Texas, and then last year we weren't able to see arizona so we really want to see arizona and all the places that we did see we want to see the opposite sides this coming up year so like where we were in moab for example we want to go to the other side be like near zion stuff like that so definitely that's kind of the loose leaf plan if uh, there is a place that uh my mom used to live at uh stewart florida a uh, very big retirement area. Um, it's just a co- coastal town, so you might have some issues with some old people. From a lot of old people there. Yeah, that, that tend to be a little snoopy. So maybe Stewart isn't the best, but that's it. Was just a cool little quaint town with a like, really pretty. I feel like bay. you'd be good with old people, Will. Like you know Dude, old people love me, man. Yeah. The old ladies always ask me to reach up and get things for them and tighten up their doorknobs. You have that. You have that old soul feel, man. Yeah, I, that's I, it. I mean, it connects with old yeah, folks. That's pretty what it is. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very welcoming. Very yes. welcoming. Yeah. You'll love Florida. You'll be great in Florida. Oh my yeah. god. Well, you know, I I Will. Like, are you going to go? So, I, I know, I know the weather is important to you. So, are you? You're actually hitting Florida at the right time because it's not hurricane season that time. But if you hit south, 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 dirty south, gold chain Florida, uh, <laughs> I can't do gold chain Florida in like January, <laughs> February, and then inch your way up. By the time you get to like New Orleans, you're talking like May, which is the perfect Mardi time in Gras. New Orleans because it's not too well. Mardi Gras is actually in February, so if you want Mardi, Mardi Gras, Gras, you got to go. I want to do New cold. Orleans and Mardi Gras. Then you need to get there in February. But here's the Back thing. I can't go down to Gold February, Chain, right? Florida. <clears throat> What's that? I can't go down to Gold Chain, Florida. Why not? Well, without going into too much detail, some of the most fun <laughs> I've ever had was in Miami in December. Yeah. It sounds like good Gold yeah. Chain, We just Florida. stay away from Gold Chain, Florida at this point in time. It sounds like it may so be snowed in Miami. Did you, did you meet up with the Venezuelans? <laughs> Yeah, I, I just pack all the things that I need, no matter what situation I find myself in. Yeah. And sometimes you might find Apple parked in the middle of a city, and then sometimes you might find her parked in the middle of the woods. It's just a half-bed, well-traveled type thing. You know what I mean? Oh, I like man. Well, uh, but, yeah, he, so yeah, if you want to do Mardi Gras, you want to get over there in the February time frame. And if you hang around long enough uh, into the May frame, 
Wait, a little April in New Orleans, you'll be able to get into crawfish season, which I'm sure you know crawfish season is a good season to be there. In. Are you, do you like crawfish? Uh, so I'm allergic to fish. Oh, well, that answers that. Things like crawfish. Now, I've had crawfish. I've, I've taken the, the Benadryl and, and bitten the bitten into a, a crawfish, and I do like it, but it's it's one of those things I have to prepare my. It looks so good in the pot, and it smells so good, man. And I'm yeah. a huge fan of shrimp and the broils and all those good things that come along with crawfish. I feel like I'd like it, but I just haven't. I just haven't tried one. Yeah, I think you would like a crawfish. Yeah. Heck yeah! What do y'all have planned? What kind of big, what kind of big uh, trips y'all have planned coming up? I know Steve, you you're waiting on the little one to arrive. Yeah, that's going to be the. The, the deciding factor as to what we what we're able to do next year uh that's I have the trip plans. of a lifetime there <laughs> yeah that's what i'm told this will be our first so um we'll we'll see how that goes but i do have big plans for uh what i want to do vehicle wise uh, but that's maybe that's for another podcast maybe oh it'll be no let's else. talk about it okay yeah, what you doing? we got we got time are we just going to do loose fit episode and just kind well, of that's a good question we can talk about it now uh yeah we we'll do it, yeah. But you want to? Hey, man, it's y'all's it? podcast. We can talk about whatever y'all want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah we, so, can, we can save it if you want to. We can make. I don't mind. Turn this I don't mind. It might be good for a uh, teaser. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. How about that? We'll do. We'll do a little teaser. Um, but my plan is to build out a van. I have a couple requirements for my van. Uh, I need to be able to stand in it. So six two plus. I need to be able to stand comfortably in it. Um, and there's a few reasons why I want to go the van route. Um, so I have a, a very well-equipped full drive vehicle that if I need to get into very technical stuff, covered. But what I found uh, with especially being out West, um, which is where I would love to actually move at some point is, and will, this is actually the reason why we left Moab is because we were hitting like 60 mile an hour wind gusts. And you just, that's not sustainable in a rooftop tent it's not sustainable in a tent. So having a hard sided vehicle that we can close everything up and still cook is a big component to that. Uh, Not to mention there's a lot of security aspects. So I can go to the Walmart, turn off the vehicle, walk to the back and go to bed, you know, so without having to get up or get out, set anything up, it's very stealth. So I hadn't decided on the platform yet. Uh, It probably won't be, off-road focus it'll have some off-road capabilities right like i still want to camp off the beaten path um but that that's plans now is that going to happen in next year probably not like it's going to be a pretty substantial build um we're going to have to have a lot of battery power to power everything that I. are you planning on building it or are you going to buy it uh so funny thing about that i was looking at buying it but damn those pre-built vans are almost as much as our house. You like legitimately. Overland, right? yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I was just, I was, <laughs> it's a business expense, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, we ain't going to be able to buy a built van. <laughs> just write it off. Yeah. Well, like, so, you know what a write off is? Yeah, you just write it off and it disappears. <laughs> it's all gone. It's free. <laughs> no. That's what everybody always says. They say, just write it off. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. Like, they nah, don't man, know. You got to have it to write off first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. something that's got to be spent. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I would love to buy a pre built van just because the pure uh, turnkey aspect to it. Uh, what will end up happening is probably I'll buy 
uh, usually, I mean, likely a used van that I can convert into something that I want um, that'll fit my needs perfectly. Because like with a lot of these pre-built vans, um, like for example, uh, the story mode four by four vans, they're beast mode um, or storyteller overland vans. That's, that's the name of the company. They're beast mode four by four Mercedes diesel um, is $200,000. <laughs> like I'm not going to put that in a recreational vehicle, um, especially if it's something that like we go on trips every now and then, you know, if it's like your full-time living establishment, sure. That makes sense. Um, but for me, I, I find a lot of joy in buying a blank slate and then outfitting it the way I need it. Yeah. So um, that, that's, that's well, it's not going to be good enough for you unless you do it that way. Because yeah, like I know how your mind works. Yeah. <laughs> you know how your mind works. Yes. You, yep. you want to make that safe yeah. and secure mm-hmm. and simple to use yes. and you're going to want to build that whole thing out bro yeah like, don't i you know for a fact you got to go buy something <laughs> yeah that's, no, it, that's it, been it, that's been driven hard but put away yeah. clean right yes. like yeah that you can take yeah, over yeah. and modify yeah. and, and honestly though like a new the like a a, a six-cylinder turbo diesel sprinter four by four with relatively see, equipped is like sixty thousand dollars yeah <laughs> yeah like you what? You what? I see you in a sprinter van. Oh like, yeah, like, for I sure. Thought, I was like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, he needs a sprinter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, hey, I need it because it's so damn tall. But like, <laughs> well, they're nice. Like, I yeah, got a good really friend nice. of mine that I ride bikes with that has a sprinter van that they have oh, built God. out. His family will drive across. He'll he he's he was the engineer I was partnered with. Uh, in, oh yeah, in the world that I actually uh, created <laughs> real job. <laughs> <laughs> not this um but uh we, and and he's got a sprinter van that yep. him and his family he'll take off for three to four weeks at a time and just do a loop of the u.s mm-hmm. in a sprinter van and hit mountain bike trails and oh it's stuff. dope but yeah you know it's like i'm like man that's really cool i've been out we go up to, we'll go up to lbl and camp out and then go ride and like he's got everything he needs like, yeah i bet he doesn't call himself an overlander <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 he's like, he's like, he is your OG overlander though. Like, right. That's who he is just as a person. Like he's, he's just, yeah. yeah. Well, I've always, and I've, I've probably said this a couple of times on the podcast, but I, I'm the type of person that will uh, do trails to camp. I won't camp to do trails. And I think that's a really good distinction as to who I am. Right. Like yeah. I, I, trails are fun for me but I, I don't necessarily want to run trail 30 on Windrock if I've done it 20 different times. And that's absolutely no offense to anybody that just drives. Yeah. Cause trails. LJ that's and I just... are getting up early so we can run trail 30. <laughs> I don't, well, I, yeah. I, I do agree with that statement of, I don't, I don't really enjoy running the same trail multiple, multiple yeah. times. Like yeah. I want to, yeah. I want to go experience something new now. New, you know, discovery is a huge component to what I yeah. love to do. It sounds like what you love to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I do enjoy the trails. I love the trails. Sure. Uh, yeah. Ideal, an ideal trip for me is a really fun trail that gets you to an epic campsite. Yes, that you get to hang out at, at or landmark like a waterfall or overlook or something like that. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, like so, that's yeah. that's kind of what I live for, man. I like to go out. 
just kind of cruise around, see what I can see. And then, you know, Hey, where's this road go? Oh shit. I got some off road here. Oh, it's off camera. Oh, there's yeah. a drop off. And then you get to the end and it's like, Whoa, look at that waterfall. Yeah. You know? And oh, that's amazing overlook or something. Yeah. Like that. That's yeah. the kind of stuff. That's, that's the kind of stuff I like doing too. Yeah. You know? well yeah man you need to do that you need to get you a uh you need to get you a sprinter if if you feel like you don't feel like uh if you don't want to spend that much but maybe just half as much and you don't want to build it yourself (laughs) i know somebody that's got one for sale that's really nice though okay the dudes over there at overland uncharted or the family over there at overland uncharted they're selling their fully built rig and man that thing is phenomenal so they have the ram pro is it the pro it's a pro master yeah Yeah, but it's it's all built up yeah if if you're interested or or want anything about it just hit me up and i'll i'll send it that you want to talk about one that's built that that one's built it's not four-wheel drive but it'll get you anywhere and everywhere you want to go yeah Definitely. That thing is prime time for a Kool-Aid man stencil. <laughs> for sure. It, it really is. For sure. That bright it? red? Yeah, buddy. That's yeah, for sure. sugar Kool-Aid. I know. Right I there. told him, I was like, hey, man, you might want to wrap it and just see if you can't sell it quicker if it was wrapped. Yeah. I'm not, not obviously, I'm not against buying something that's red, but some yeah. people <laughs> might not like the big red van. What you got coming up, LJ? Oh, uh, I don't even demand nothing. I don't have any trips in the books right now. We went through this year. October. My man blew his whole load on two different trips. <laughs> we went. It just it's been it's been wild. So we don't have I don't have anything really on the books. Uh, yeah. boy Randall just got back in town from Colorado, so we were talking about getting out on some trails at some point. Nice. I, I'm thinking about doing something around the New Year's time frame. Okay. We're at Chattanooga area, possibly. Okay. Uh, that's kind of the closest idea of a trip I have mm-hmm. planned right now. Um, I had a check engine light come on in the Land Cruiser. Uh, then I cleared it and it hasn't come back on. So I'm calling it clean. <laughs> Sounds golden. <laughs> Sounds like you're golden. The problems so we'll that fix see. themselves. Yeah. I love the Toyota for that. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, no, I don't, I don't have a, I don't really have anything big. I know, like I said, I was talked earlier. I'm talking. Lightly about a trip out west for some fishing and, and biking yeah. and stuff, but that's still very much in the hey, this would be a really cool trip to do phase, yeah. not we're gonna go make this trip happen phase. Yeah. So we'll see what comes out of it. But I, I do want to, you know, have a week out west again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this trip out west is gonna be more about doing some cool shit than just riding some cool trails. Yeah, because did a whole lot of trails the last trip, and I uh, feel like I missed a whole lot of it just by. Well, I had I saw a whole lot too. Sure. Could be wrong, but yeah, I want to sit down and, and plant seeds for a couple of days each time I get somewhere, mm-hmm. instead of waking up and haul and tell all yeah. over the place. Now you see why I live on the road full time is because it, it doesn't matter where you go to, man. You're always feeling like you never got to see it all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I want to check it out from a, a trout fly fisherman point of view, and maybe Colorado's like an awesome view. place to do that. Yeah, might hit a tr- dude. That'd be cool to fish and then fry up the fish right there on the edge of the stream, mm-hmm. eat it up around a campfire. Oh yeah. So I know you'll be out west. I'm sure we can figure out how to make this connection happen at some point. Uh, but yeah, we're going to, I think, I think we're, we're going to try to figure it out. I think we're going to try to make it happen. Um, 
his scouts finally awesome. ready. So we'll see. Uh, could be a good time. I don't know. Uh, it's I, I got to do something though. I can't just yeah. can't just sit stagnant for a whole year. No, no, I gotta have a big trip. Yeah, it's just definitely. the big trips do take it out of me though, man. Y'all know how it is. Driving across mm-hmm. the country is a is a feat. Yeah, I would love to oh, do a yeah. trip down to Baja. How amazing of a trip that would be! Would you ship your car to California and then drive it into Baja? Nah, I'd drive it. It would be like a month long trip. Would be That's ideally what I would love to do. Yeah, because then you could go all the way west, hit the different places in California, and then head down to um, Baja. I mean, it'd be a hell of a trip, like distance wise. Um, Big trip. But yeah, it would be it's long term goals, I guess. Ah, it wouldn't yeah. be that bad, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Will's like, it wouldn't be that bad. Be yeah. Cool. <laughs> right down the road, man. It wouldn't be that bad. I'll be there in August. Yeah. You'd be there. <laughs> I want to go down to Baja just to see that beach where the uh where like the where it glows. You know what I'm talking about? The bioluminescent waves and sh- yeah. Yeah. My luck, I'd get down there on Bio, the month what? that's not happening. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. Yeah. We're just going to try to pass that one right here. Hold on. <laughs> so uh, there's certain places, and uh, it, it's not specifically just Baja, but Baja is pretty popular for it. Uh, there's little, we'll, we'll call them shrimp. They're, they're, they're like sea life that if you, it, it's really cool because um, they're, they're bioluminescent. So they they are uh, that word again. lit. Yeah, <laughs> they're lit. They're, they're I guess, they glow in the dark, LJ. Yes, thank you. I was trying to be scientific so, about it, but yes, they are in the waves. <laughs> and so, night. when the waves crest, you see like this this strip of light. Yeah, like if you get like like when the bass gets, drops. Like, <laughs> well, just take a couple shrooms like and watch the, the day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take some shrooms, watch the waves, and see the bioluminescent like cresting. Like your mind will be. And you'll be in Baja, so it's yeah. 100% legal, I'm pretty sure. If not, you pay some like $5 and make it legal. like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you ever noticed yeah. these glowing waves before? <laughs> Is this just that? <laughs> what did I put in these tacos? <laughs> yeah, like I said, my lack of planning would have me down there, and they'd be like, oh, that was last month. <laughs> in the prior six months. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, didn't happen again for Mexico, another two bro? years. <laughs> I feel like you need to go to Alaska at some point too, right? You going to get up there? Well, Alaska would be cool. There's two things. First and foremost, the most important thing is I like to drive everywhere I go because I'm an overlander. And uh, traveling overland is kind of a key component of being an overlander. Uh, so I like to drive everywhere I go. And in Canada, they got this pesky restriction where I can't bring a handgun. Yep. So with that being said, uh, it's a little hard for me to get there legally. Now, I don't know the Alaska. ins and outs of that in Alaska. Big gun yeah. state. Big gun state. Big, Big gun state. But yep. it's that, that thing of land that you got to travel through in order to get there. Yeah. That tends to be the problem. The other thing is, is I think they're kind of closed right now. And also the mosquitoes there, bro. At oh. the time you want to be there is the same time that the mosquitoes live there. And man, I've heard some them things, them things that carry it's you off with them. Warm. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. 
They'll carry you off with them. They say they're the worst thing. And, and here in South Carolina, I can promise you the South, the South Carolina mosquitoes have, have absolutely uh, – the, these ones down here, they'll give you a run for your money out of any of the mosquitoes I've ever come across. But supposedly the ones in Alaska are even worse than the ones down here and even worse than the ones in uh, the next place I'd say is worse is Steamboat Springs, Colorado, and uh, the northern Maine woods. And uh, supposedly Alaska has all those beat, and they can only live for like two weeks. So it's probably a little longer than that. But so nonetheless, mosquitoes Alaska. in Alaska. Oh, and you remember that part I told you that I don't like to do cold? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's pretty cold up there. Yeah, I said it's pretty damn cold. <laughs> Gets a little cold. Yeah. Gets a little so cold. When do, you, when do you go to Alaska? Like, when? when is the time? Like, when's the tourist I think to July or August is the – I think that's the time to go. And I want to say it's around 60s or 70s. So, there is a time you can go to Alaska, and it's it's decent. But like I said, when you're when you want to go to Alaska, is the same time that mosquitoes want to go to Alaska. Yeah, yeah, that makes That's sense. Fun. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe one day. There's a lot to see in the contiguous United States still. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. Tons. 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 Well, hey guys, this was fun. This was a lot of fun. Good night. Yeah, hanging out, drinking sure. cold beers around the fire. <laughs> I got yep. my heater on out here. It's been warm. Nice, your diesel heater? Uh, no, just no, a regular okay. old plug in here. We had a heater. I mean, I'm doing it pretty house. overland style. I've got my jump pack going and my there tripod go. going all at the same time. <laughs> Was that a wagon tech? Absolutely. This nice. is the Ion Boost V10. Okay. This will start anything up to a big diesel motor and a uh, and a big gas motor. Oh, that's cool. I, I really like that. But it'll also keep your phone charged because iPhones don't know how to put a decent battery in yet. Facts. Maybe on the iPhone 35, we'll get a decent battery. <laughs> uh, that's if they decide to stop selling iPhones. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about the AirDrop, LJ. The AirDrop and the M1 chip. It's all about the AirDrop um, and the M1 chip. Well, I I shattered my Android the other day. Uh, yep, right there. And, nice. Uh, I'm on the iPhone train here soon. Yes, I, welcome. I actually order it. So welcome. I'm gonna be glad. It's to the best worst mistake you'll ever make in your life. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Uh, I'm glad I won't. For, any, for anybody and everybody green, that uh, thinks that iPhones have no problems, you're full of shit. They all have problems. <laughs> it's just a different set of problems. Is yeah. all it is. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. I just like it's how all iPhone it separates. Uh, well, the i Macintosh products separate their problems. You know, you have a you have a storage problem over here, and you have a CPU and RAM problem over here. But you know, at least your stuff runs <laughs> yeah. while your crap is full. It's kind of like a, a Cummins yeah. a, a Cummins engine and an Allison transmission. You know, one <laughs> the Allison transmission is great, but it's mated with a Duramax, and the Cummins engine is great, but it's mated with a Dodge transmission. <laughs> <laughs> same type thing yep same thing same thing uh, well hey will tell the folks who are listening where they can find you at man 
Sir William goes and stay tuned for USA on dirt. I think, uh, that's, that's going to be the baby there. That's what we're trying to, that's what we're trying to, to be all about here is USA on dirt. So Sir William goes and USA on dirt. Have you done any, uh, rock bouncing events for USA on dirt? I have, I've done, um, I've done one in gulches. I did a bounty, uh, a rock bouncing bounty. And then I also did a mud bog, which if you've ever if you've ever been to the south, then you know that that is something that you have to go visit. <laughs> mud bog. Yeah. Are you going to do uh, a mud bog when you're in Florida? I need to do the mud bog in Florida. I've got to convince Christy that it's a completely <laughs> G-rated event, which has not been easy <laughs> to do. absolutely not she's gonna gonna call your bluff the minute you pull she might immediately find out (laughs) she'll want to go to mardi gras before she goes to the (laughs) i believe mardi gras may may be closer to a g-rated event than a mud bog in florida that's 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 the most factual statement that's been said on this podcast so stay tuned yes. for mud bog in florida because i'm trying to find the one to go to but what i will tell you is the grapevine has told me that the the mud bog nationwide to go to is actually in louisiana oh, and uh, okay. folks from florida go there to party. so Whoa. that checks out yeah that makes sense party. Yeah. That might be the one USA on dirt might be on. So, man, yeah. you're gonna have to release that on like Patreon or and like have uh, Vimeo with that video. You ain't gonna Patreon be able to release shit, that on YouTube. I, I might have to do that just in order to pay the lawyer bills. Showtime or so. <laughs> man, you're gonna oh. spend so much time editing. This is blurring everything out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so usa on dirt and sir william goes that's where they can find me at uh get all get all your stuff from uh from yoda mafia if you're interested in the van hit me up and i think that's all the shameless plugs I can there you do. go <laughs> well like done it. sir well thanks for for tagging in tonight it was yeah. a blast as it was always. awesome dude anytime i love chit-chatting with you guys man you know i'm, I'm out here doing the same thing you are which is l-i-v-i-m that's right. That's right. Hey, what's the uh, what's the new tagline? How do we? Oh yeah, bro. I got to give it to you, right? All right. So are we done with this thing? We're done. Close all right, out. LJ. It's been cool, man. Steve, it's been cool, man. And for all the listeners in there, make sure that you guys keep hanging in there like a hair on a biscuit. And remember, you can be happy <laughs> if you've a mind to. <laughs> I love Peace it. Peace, y'all. <laughs>